Welcome to the Garner Andrews Show podcast. Uh, welcome to the Garner Andrews Show, the show that stars you. I'll give you all the numbers right away here. Uh, Garner, I think the people that don't take their trash with them at the end of the movie are the same people that don't even attempt to refold clothing when they're browsing in a store. That's from Kareen. Uh, Garner, I have two friends that I go to movies with regularly. I don't know who bothers me more. Kendra, who won't shut her mouth the entire movie. Or Sarah, who refuses to take her garbage with her at the end of the movie. Oh, tough one. I can't stand it when people ask a lot of questions during during movie. It's going to make sense in the end. Just be patient, folks. It will make sense in the end. You'll be able to figure out who the guy was in the park with the briefcase. It'll all come together. Uh, somebody else, where'd it go here? No, I can't find it, but uh, I was talking about how I went and saw the Meg while I was away on my vacation, and somebody said, at any point does Jason Statham punch the Megalodon? No, he doesn't. Because that is, uh, that's the kind of thing you'd see in a lesser shark movie like Sharknado. I'm sure there's a lot of shark punching in the Sharknado movies. Not in the Meg, though. This is the Garner Andrews Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, your pal Garn is just back from vacation feeling refreshed. Spent an entire week in Saskatchewan. I can't remember the last time I did that. But I was all over that province. Top to bottom. Um, one thing I noticed too, and we've talked about this on the show too, I've made reference to the fact that the worst gas station bathroom in all of Canada is in North Battleford, Saskatchewan. It's disgusting. And you probably know the one I'm talking about because you've been there many, many times too. This time through, it was extra, extra hairy. I don't know what was going on there. But I've often talked about the paper towel dispensers, too. And this is an entirely different bathroom. I stopped at a fast food place in Lloydminster. And uh, you know the automatic machines? You have to wave your hands in front of them. And then the towel comes out. And then you have to stand there and wait for five or ten seconds while it decides whether you're worthy of more paper towel before it will automatically dispense more. This particular... And this restaurant... They can afford to give you more than two inches of paper towel. But that's what it was dispensing that day, like two inches at a time. It made me absolutely crazy. So, and I'll never forget, and I break, every time I talk about this, I always think about Luke, who is a writer here, who pointed this out one day, and it is one of the most profound things I have ever seen written on Twitter. He said something along the lines of, you can tell how much a restaurant values as a, you as a customer by how much paper towel their automatic paper towel dispenser gives you. And it's very, very true. Uh, go ahead. Hi. Is this Carter? It is, yeah. Hey, so I listen to your show every morning. I live down here in Las Vegas, but I was actually born in Edmonton, and I found out a little trick on those paper towels that are automated. If you actually start grabbing it when it comes out, you can pull it pretty much as long as you want, and I do that all the time. <laughs> You just start reefing on it the minute it appears? Uh-huh. You just start pulling on it. And you just, uh, yeah, pull out like a foot or two feet or however much you need. Yeah. That's good to know. I'm going to start. I'm going to try that now. Because I feel like the, when all of us, it's like, you know, buying a gun in the United States. What do you have? Like a five-day cooling off period where you have to wait and decide whether you really want a gun? Like that thing where you have to wave your hand under the sensor and it's like, uh-uh, not yet, son. It makes you wait three or four seconds. Exactly. And, you know, you know, the eight or nine inches it does come out, you always wait two or three more times. It's ridiculous. Yeah. 
Okay, uh, Michael in Las Vegas, thank you very much for that tip. You just grab on the minute it pokes this little head out of the hole, the paper towel, and you just start pulling. The problem is, is that your hands are wet and the paper towel just rips at that point. Anyway, if you want to impress customers, maybe you run a business. How about you up the paper towel dispenser two or three inches? Just add two or three inches. Your customers will appreciate that. The Garner Andrews Show Podcast. Garner! I wish I was a Sonic Rocker winner. Everyone would be so proud of me. Well, Mike called the Sonic Rock door today. He guessed Linkin Park numb when he heard the door open. Nope. That's not the song behind the door. It's $100 a day week. Tomorrow morning we play for $1,632. And all this week, win or lose, you get free Tenacious D tickets. Tune in to the Garner Andrews Show weekdays at 820 to take your shot at the Sonic Rock Door jackpot. Garner! It's the Garner Andrews Show podcast. Podcast. You had that story, What? there's a couple of big time lottery tickets floating around in Alberta that are close to expiring. Yeah, there was, the biggest one is here in Edmonton. Somebody won a million dollars back in December and hasn't claimed it. I oh, so they have still a have a few months, right? You got a few months, but uh, yeah, the clock's ticking on that one. So we started talking about, do you know anybody who has actually won the lottery? Or is it always a friend of a friend of a friend of a cousin that won the lottery? I don't know anyone that firsthand actually won a substantial amount of money. I'm not talking about a thousand bucks. I'm talking about millions of dollars. Does anyone actually win that much money? Or is it, is it a, is it a hoax? Yeah. Our lottery's a hoax? It's all rigged, man. Uh, somebody said, I had a family friend who years ago claimed that he won a lottery jackpot but lost the ticket. He found the ticket the day after the one-year expiry. Not sure if this is a BS story, but we heard it a lot. Yeah, that's a BS story. 100% BS. That never happened. <laughs> And just reading that, no offense to the person who texted this in, but to the person that keeps telling the story about how they came this close to winning the lottery but missed it by one day. We need to as- we need to assemble the power rankings of least interesting stories. Yeah, the least interesting personal stories. That would be on the list right there, the time you came this close to winning the lottery, how you were just a few digits off winning the massive 50-50 draw. It's not that interesting. No. Maybe telling, you know, what you, your dreams from the night before. Oh, God, that's definitely going on the list of least interesting. You know what else I want on the list? How your great-great-grandma was supposed to be on the Titanic, but she she forgot her sunscreen back at the house, so she went home to get it, and then, damn it, missed the boat. Mm-hmm. No, that's not an interesting story either. Really detail about your... Holiday and vacation. Mm. Was it good? Did you have fun? That's all we need to know. What your centerpieces are going to look like at your upcoming wedding that's not this summer, but next summer? <laughs> that's <laughs> Talk about your wedding. Yeah, Ooh. it's really not that interesting. Did you see somebody texted and said that they won? What's that story? The lottery one? Yeah. Someone, uh, I'll read what they wrote. My mom won... $4 million. She split it with her workmates and got around 650000 It was the worst thing that ever happened to our family. Ooh. Can we get them on the show? They say, can't. Sorry, I'm outside of Edmonton heading to Calgary. Uh, they don't want to talk about it. The hurt is still too real, I think. Mm. See, that's the kind of thing I want to hear more about. Garner! 
This is the Garner Andrews Show podcast. See, the story of you coming this close to winning the lottery or coming this close to winning a giant 50-50 draw, not a real compelling story. But the story of the time you actually did win the lottery, that's a good story. Uh, we actually have a lottery winner on the phone, Amber. This is for real. Somebody who actually won a substantial amount of money. Okay. Uh, hey, it's Garner. Hey, how's it going? Good, good. Have you got a second here? Yeah, go ahead, man. Okay, this is, you're the first real lottery winner <laughs> we've heard from today. Everybody's like, oh yeah, a friend of a, my mom's aunt's cousin. But you're the first yeah. person that's actually won a substantial amount of money. How much was it? Well, originally it was it was a million bucks. We had a quick pick, and there was a guy in Ontario that picked the same numbers. So what did you end up with? We ended up with five hundred thousand and five. Between <laughs> there was yeah, there's four, fourteen and one quick pick. Yeah, <laughs> I like got, the fact um, that there's a, a five dollar bill on the end of the five hundred thousand. Oh, that, that was a real bonus. Yeah, yeah, okay. we, we uh, yeah we got that and one quick pick, and that was between there was fourteen of us, so we each got thirty five k. The deal. See, this is actually $500,000 might be the perfect amount of money to win in the lottery because it's not going to ruin your life. You're not going to be buying. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, it was, it was a pretty bad little number. It was enough that uh, once we split it up, I mean, everybody could do something with that. But uh, it was kind of crazy because when I got it, um, basically I was the, the treasurer of it. I, we, I, we were only playing the lottery as a group for two months. Oh, well, hang on. And so how many people did you have to split the 500000 with? 13 others. So we ended up with 35,000 each. Oh, okay. I thought you got the full. F- I, I mean, I don't want to sound disappointed. I'm sorry. <laughs> but 35 yeah. grand, what did you do with that money? Uh, I paid off some debt and uh, basically went traveling for about six months. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You could do worse. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. No, and it was perfect because we actually. Uh, but yeah, we actually got laid off two weeks after that happened, so it was uh, kind of perfect timing. <laughs> now, did any of your coworkers who didn't buy into the pool did they try and come out of the work woodwork and there, claim? There was actually there was two welders we worked with that uh, basically they had played the lotto with us for about six weeks leading up to it, and they decided to start their own lotto because they wanted to play the other ones. And uh, so when I came in, we worked Halloween. That, that day I came in and I. They're like, hey, David, did we win today? I'm like, yeah, we did, actually. And then the look on their face was just atrocious. Oh. So they they ended up, before we even talked about it, because we were figuring a way that they probably should get a piece of it just because uh, we put all the winnings from each week into the pot again. So I figured they were maybe kind of hard to figure out, but I figured they were, you know, they should have got something out of the deal. But they had already been talking to their lawyer, and so we ended up, um, we basically ended up giving them ten grand each. They got out of the deal. Really? So they still got cut in, even though they they'd did. stopped paying for it. They did because when, when I basically talked to this woman, she's uh, she's on the lottery board from Winnipeg. Oh, and so like she, you said, yeah, because they had paid in in the past, and you had been using winnings yeah, to buy more tickets. Yeah, yeah okay, exactly. Yeah, okay. she basically told me, you know, at the end of the day, whatever you bring into us is probably what will happen, uh, is what they'll get. So if you tell if you tell us that there's no record of them, you know, it's if they want to make a big deal about it, it could get tied up in court, and then your thirty-five thousand each might end up being, you know, twenty-five thousand each. Who knows? So we just kind of came to uh, came to a deal and kept it from going there. Okay. Hey, do you still have any of the thirty-five grand left? I do. I invested a little bit of it, so oh, I do have uh, I do have some of that. Thirty-five grand doesn't go too far these days, but I definitely uh, was pretty smart with it. So. Okay. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. See that right there has all the elements of a good story: rags to riches. 
there's some bad guys, a happy ending, that's a story. The Garner Andrews Show Podcast. Garner. Music news you can use on Sonic 1029. Here's Bryce Kelly. It's Monday, August 20th, and this is What's Up. Alice in Chains are just a few days away from releasing a new album, Rainier Fog. It's out on Friday. To help promote it, they've booked a weird gig. They're going to perform at the top of the Seattle Space Needle tomorrow. They'll be the first band to ever play on the new revolving glass floor at the top of the needle. Interesting. Sonic. I can't tell if this is true or if it's just a joke I don't understand, but Jack White played a show in San Francisco last week, and before the gig, he was visited by Tom Waits. And in a post online, it says that Tom Waits stole Jack's watch. What? Sonic. And if you missed it, Tenacious D are coming back to Edmonton. They've announced plans for a show at the Shaw Conference Center on December 11th. Tickets for this will go on sale this coming Friday, but you can win some all week just for playing the Sonic Rock Door. Garner! This is the Garner Andrews Show Podcast. Hey, Garner, how's it going? How about you? Oh, not so bad. Totally refreshed from your visit to the homeland. Oh, my God. Seven <laughs> days in Saskatchewan. I can't remember the last time I went to Saskatchewan for seven days. Yeah, I yeah, I drive through Saskatchewan usually. <laughs> I sort of feel like there should be a spot near Lloyd Minster on the Saskatchewan, well, maybe on the Alberta side, where you pull into and after seven days, you it's like one of those acclimation camps on <laughs> Everest. Yeah. Or, or like... <laughs> What a what a divers coming up from the bottom of the, the depths of the they have to spend some time in the tank yeah the, the, the decompression tank yeah I sort of feel like they they need that yeah there you go Oof, too much man. time in Saskatchewan you need to reacclimate yeah 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 <laughs> the, thank you Jason yeah the uh, reacclimation camp on the Alberta side just like an Everest camp but instead of being littered with pup tents and oxygen bottles it's littered with Rough Rider barbecue covers and pills in your cans. You have to spend four days there before you can come back to Edmonton and resume living. Maybe that's why I'm dragging my ass today. I didn't reacclimate properly. Just zoomed right back into the big city and got back to work. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Garner Andrew Show podcast. Check Sonic1029.com for more. Hey, it's Garner. Why are you still here? Don't you have a, a job or a friend? And if you don't, I apologize if that's insensitive. Uh, anyway, while you're still here loitering and looking all shifty, let me tell you about a new podcast called The Big Story. It's a daily news and everything else podcast featuring some of the biggest names in Canadian journalism, and it's hosted by Jordan Heath-Rawlings, a guy that's been lobbing questions at smart people for more than 15 years. The big story, get it now, fresh off the podcast showroom floor.